The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today, and you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order. Get on the path and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to a Solid 7 podcast. It's a, it's a better than average podcast, if I do say so myself, and I almost always do. I am your festive, your jolly host, Kale, and here with me in the flesh, the one and only, the birthday boy himself. No, it is not our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's true. It is illusionist. Jason Alvarado. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Love the intro. Uh, I totally, um, I, I set that up for Jason to expect a different <laughs> Christmas song, and I switched it up on him. That's amazing. It's just a little fun joke for Jason It's a little fun I. joke, a little fun, fun moment of Merry life. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Listeners. God bless us, everyone. Amen, Tommy. It's uh, it's Christmas Day, and I know a lot of podcasts are like, "Hey, we'll see you next week," right? Or we'll see you in the new year, right? Uh, there, it's a it's a rerun. It's a Bunch classic. It's a best of. We don't do that here. Nope. We don't do time off at the Solid Seven Podcast. It's Christmas Day. You're in your PJs. Mm. There's wrapping paper on the floor. Yep. The kids have fallen back asleep, and we're here for you. We're here for you. The kids are already playing with the box. They're already over the toy, playing with the box. The toys have been discarded. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not a joke. You are the birthday boy. I am the birthday boy, ladies this and gentlemen. This is one of, there's so few things that I like about you. I know. But of the few, one of my favorites is that you were born on Christmas on Day. On Christmas Day, yep. And why do I love that, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> Which response do you want me to give? <laughs> uh, the beauty of it is. The beauty I, of it is. I buy him exactly one gift every oh, December. Yes. Yes, this is for your Christmas and your birthday. It covers Thank them all. You. And what did I get you? You got me a stack of Solid 7 sponsored Jocko Go. Come on, somebody. What if is only. This? If only. We're affiliates. We're not sponsored. Not That's yet. That's true. That's not true. Yet. Well, he needs to get on it. Um, he needs to get after it, I should say. But Lemon did, lime. We we and always like to provide a Jocko Go, but today, being your birthday, Thank kind you, of, man. kind of. Right, right. I mean, not right now. Yeah. But as you're listening, listeners, it's Jason's birthday. And so we here at the Solid Seven Podcast provided a full case. I know, man. Of of Jocko Go and a flavor I don't think you've had. I have not had this. So you've got the citrus psycho. I have the tried and true uh sour apple. Uh, I, they, I actually, as they're getting more professional, 
they're dropping the fun name. So I don't think yeah, it's Citrus is, Psycho anymore. I, was looking I think for that. it's just Lemon Lime. Lemon Lime. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So cheers, sir. Cheers. We are, of course, even on Christmas Day. You'd think we'd be fueled by eggnog. Nay. Still and always. Tis the season, Jocko bro. Jocko, go. Amen. Cheers, sir. Happy cheers. birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus. Oh, wow. Tell me that's not a Sprite, that's dude. That's really good. Yeah. Yikes. That is really good. So massive news from Jocko Fuel yesterday. Tell me. Did you see? I think I sent you this. Oh, wait. But yes. our favorite pastime is not looking at the things we send each other. Um, but Wait, there's, you sent it to me yes, or when? Yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday okay. evening, yeah. I don't think I looked at there, it. There is a new co-owner over at Jocko Fuel. No way. Now, we've been fans for a long time, and yes. I think our regular listeners know the players over there, obviously Jocko. Right. Uh, but they kind of branched out. They're part of the, the Origin main family, mm-hmm. right? So P over Origin, Brian Littlefield, who's the their chief product officer, who's been a friend of the podcast. He's been on the podcast here. Uh, another partner of theirs, Dedeco, who is somebody they know from the, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu world. That's the Jocko Field partners. There were four. Mm-hmm. Now there's five. Come on, somebody. And the fifth is none, none other than Star-Lord himself. That's right. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yes, I did yeah. read that. Yes. I couldn't remember the name. It's pretty awesome. It feels, I'm not going to lie, it feels a little bit vindicating. Yeah. In that, like we legitimately, we've opened a Jocko Go. Mm-hmm. On every single episode of yep. this podcast, yeah, we we were proud to become affiliates and still mm-hmm. are affiliates. We're such big fans, you know. Yeah. Obviously, we do these little mini commercials, despite not actually being sponsored. Well, he needs to every get on episode, it. but we've been saying we've been saying for you know over two years. Check this stuff out. Watch this company. Right. Check yeah. this stuff out. Watch this company. Yeah. And then boom, yesterday, Crazy. Chris Pratt. That is awesome. And it just it's just organic. It's just one of those things where it's like he had just been using the products yeah. anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's just a believer. Come on. And so it being Chris Pratt, it was a little tongue-in-cheek. Like it's just like a FaceTime call starting. Mm-hmm. And it's Chris Pratt. And you see Jocko pop up. And they're kind of silent for a second. And then Chris Pratt's like, hey, you should make me a co-owner in your company. And Jocko just goes, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So big things over big there. Things, yeah. Big things. Big things. I'm a fan. I'm a uh, Chris Pratt fan. What's not to love? He is pretty awesome. He does does look like our boss's, our for, your former boss's son, though. I feel like Noah is turning into Chris Pratt. Noah Wilson. I mean, did, did he like go to the gym and get jacked? Not yet, but so was Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> So right, Parks and Rec. He wasn't like jacked and ripped. No, he was pretty yeah. chunky. And then he went. Story and did, of my life. I can't remember. Did, was he in? It wasn't thirteen hours. It was zero dark thirty. He was in right. And he went and dropped a bunch of weight. I thought it was for Guardians that he dropped the weight. No, it was it was for really. Uh, yeah, I'd have to double check. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was zero dark thirty. Because hmm. thirteen hours had John Krasinski and then uh, what's his name that played Roy. They were both in that That's one. That's right. Two so, office guys. So I'm pretty sure Chris Pratt. It was zero dark thirty that Crazy. he was in. And. Uh, just got ripped and hasn't looked back. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, now he's James Reese in the Terminalist series uh, from Jack Carr and uh, Andy Star Lord. And he's, what's his name from Jurassic Park? Jurassic Owen? Yeah. 
Owen. Owen, of course. <laughs> That's one of those, you just can't ever uh, hear that any other you way. You can't hear Owen that way. Yeah. Planes, no, what is that? What was that? Throw Mama, Throw Mama from, the train. from the Train. Owen. God bless America. And then what that's a the movie. same woman. That's the mom from, from Goonies. Goonies. Yeah. Yes, yes. She was born 150 years old because she's looked that way for <laughs> yes. like centuries. And uh, yeah. It's funny. Um, you know, is it John Fetterman? That's the the guy, the senator from Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania that guy. had the stroke and mm-hmm. he's had some issues and whatever else. So it's funny because he's kind of come around and been pretty solid on some issues right. lately. Yeah. And the the running joke, I'm not condoning this. I'm conveying news. I'm reporting here. Yeah. We report, you decide. But the, the running joke uh, in uh, conservative social media has been like posting some of the better things he's been saying and doing lately. Yeah. Along with pictures of Chunk and Sloth oh, from, from Goonies. Yeah. Yeah. Sloth, I love you, Sloth. Yeah, baby Ruth. Sloth, love Chunk. <laughs> and so, the, of course, the assertion there, the gag, is that Fetterman is, is, is sloth. sloth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. He does kind of look like him sometimes. Yeah. He's got better looking eyes, though. I'm just like, hey, man, put a suit on. But, hey. To each his own. Maybe that's what Pennsylvania uh, you know, needs. This came up, you know, unrelated to him in, in my life this week. I can't really if I think we've had this discussion on here before. I don't know if it was with you, but around like dressing up, quote unquote. I'm gonna say quote unquote dressing up. Right. Cause I'm just not a believer. I know. But but right, like he makes me feel a little hypocritical, right? Because mm. uh because I do feel that like quote unquote dress clothes and formal wear it's all arbitrary right it's all made up sure like why why is like a a leather shoe why is that dressed up versus a tennis shoe or versus sandals what makes that one the dressy I think there's one a difference between tennis shoes and sandals though but what one is disgusting you can't you can't but you you can't quantify it we can all say that's more casual and that's more formal. Yeah. But you can't tell me what makes the one more formal than the others other than the cultural norm. Yeah. And cultural norms shift. That's true. So again, like I think ties are the dumbest thing in the world. They serve no purpose. No purpose whatsoever. Yep. They're not keeping anything warm. They're not mm-hmm. keeping anything on. They're not holding anything up. It's not like suspenders or belts. Yeah. They are restricting blood flow. They're pure peacocking. Yeah, that's true. But so I say all that, but then there is something about Fetterman. I recognize how hypocritical it is. Like, okay, bro, but probably don't wear the hoodie on the Senate sure. floor, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Huh? And then, and then it's just the standard for decades, you know, like, are like you look professional, you dress up, you look nice, but he just comes in there and just no rips given, no rips. Yeah. So I, but where I, here's where it's a problem for me is where it, um, Where it's a more official thing, mm-hmm. right? Like for a wedding, like it's fun. You're playing make-believe, right? You're playing the fairy tale. But when it's like, oh, for this job, you need to dress this way. That's where it irks me. Like don't be dirty. Don't be trashy. Right. But otherwise, judge the man, judge the work. Sure. I'm using little M there or big M, whichever mm-hmm. man counts for everyone. Yeah. Right? Like I don't – if you're a rock star, if you kill it with your work – what do mm-hmm. I care if you're in denim instead of khakis? Sure. Who cares? Yep. But people care. They do. Yeah. But there is something that I do feel, and this is more psychological than, like, I do feel more professional when I dress nicer. 
I know that's a, a psychological norm. Like the better you present yourself, but if, if you're not being authentic, I guess then that would contradict that, you know, if you're dressing for something that you aren't, but uh, yeah, I guess it's still relative to what you feel is yeah. nice. Well, it'd be like, these are my nice sandals. And it's, it's what you prioritize. Yeah. Like to me, I believe, I genuinely believe I function better, that I'm more effective the more comfortable I am. Yeah. I'm not saying I, I want to rock. And I guess like this is the slippery slope of my argument, right? Sure. Like I'm not saying I want to rock, you know, sweatpants mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a stained T-shirt yeah. to to work, whatever that is. It's not that I'm advocating for that. Yeah, you're disgusting. But again, if I'm going to say, oh, well, you know, slacks and a polo shirt, slacks, that's an old person word, isn't it? Yeah, you're definitely yeah. old. But khakis, chinos, but whatever. But I feel like that's professional. But if you're gonna, but um, but I'm saying, like, my argument is, I'm like, there, there's no functional difference between somebody wearing jeans and a t-shirt to work. Mm-hmm. It's not going to impact the work. But all it's going to impact is perception. And why is the perception that way? Is my point. No one can quantify it to you. Mm-hmm. Nobody can explain why that's the dressy thing, and this is the 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 informal. This yeah. is the casual. But there is that perception that that lends to the credibility of the business that lends to the credit. I mean, like if somebody got, some guy came to your house, knocked on your door, trying to sell you something. And he was in, you know, uh, whatever you said, like stretchy pants, sweatpants. And sometimes like a, when you are a, a man, you wear stretchy pants. Amen, it's for fun. So you, you wear that. But if you see a guy in a, in a polo shirt and khakis or slacks, as you'd like to say it, grandpa, you know, like, like there, there is some level of like, Oh, okay. Maybe this guy isn't a person who's going to kill me on my sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know why. It's because we're sheep. We are sheep. That's just what the herd's doing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. Yeah. I'm on a new mic today. You are. I like your mic. I, uh, our illustrious audio engineer, Arthur Pippock, the one true professional in this organization. Mm. It's like, hey, I got a new mic I want you to try. Nice. All right, bro. I'll try it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a buyer dynamic. I want to say like an MH70 or something. But it's their, it's their run at targeting like this kind of market, like the, yeah. the podcast, the broadcast, uh, whatever. I dig, I dig it. it. Yeah. At least no process, processing anything right now. Like it's mm-hmm. just coming straight into our headphones. Wow. It's, it's very like I have to watch my mic discipline though, right? Yeah. Like I have to be right on the mic because if I'm over here, I go away. Yep. Or if I come back too far, like it's really, it's really sensitive to that. But if I'm right up on it, warm. Buttery, Warm, buttery, delicious. So, like I think Christmas the morning. go-to, the standard that you see on just about all big shows, mm-hmm. it's a Sure SM7B is what that is. That won't mean anything to most people, but that that big fat one, like soda yeah. can-sized black mic that you mm-hmm. see, has kind of become the standard. And really, most of the audio market has left that unchallenged hmm. until now. Some of the other companies are starting to put out a dedicated line and that's nice. that's what this is for buyer dynamic nice. so i like it so, sounds good i mean hey buyer dynamic you want to you want to sponsor the podcast you want to throw Get us a couple it. more of these i mean you're Get still on a hundred dollars sure sm58 hey, i like, like it a, like a chump looks like a little perm a little yeah. fro going on i like it i've never been mad about our sound with those though. no they sound good yeah they sound good so yeah we'll, we'll give it a go we'll see how it goes i like it our uh i mean we're folks it's not christmas here in the studio not, it isn't. Not yet. In but our hearts. It's always in our hearts. But uh, it's not. So are you ready? I was born ready. You have three yeah. kids yep. now. All the kids. I have three boys. They're out of control. 
and it's going to be a party. Yeah, we're leaving on a cruise tomorrow. I will be on the seven how you, seas. How do you do? How do you do Christmas on a cruise? Well, it's a Disney cruise, right? So, um, but like, yeah. Okay, now let's go ahead and trigger some Christians here. Do you guys do Santa? We do. I think I have to ask my wife what we do. Amazing. <laughs> no, I think we. I think they just, it's just for fun they, yeah. they, that we do it. But yeah, they're like, and Zion, my seven-year-old, who's the the genius in the family, he's like, I know he's not real, but we like to talk about him. I'm like, yeah. yes, that's true. Yeah. I mean, for the kids listening, he absolutely is real. He 100% is real. But, you know, as we've learned from many movies and cartoons, mm-hmm. like you've got to believe. You got to believe in to your be heart. Real. That's true. That's true. Uh, and when that belief goes away, <laughs> it. Uh, he's like a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's true. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to do, um, I'm saying how, how Santa, I guess guess he's Santa wherever you're at. He'll he'll find your cruise ship. Yeah, it's true. And, and I mean, it's going to be Disney, which is like, I've never done a Disney cruise cruise before. So I'm missing both arms and both legs, but we're doing it in Jesus name. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, it's going to be fun, but like, they're, they're so like amazing at presenting things. So Santa will be on the ship. Yeah. Somehow, and uh, yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but yeah, we're we're bringing small gifts that we're packing with us. And yeah, that's gonna be Christmas my question. Obviously, the presents Santa brings the Santa presents. That's true. Uh, but I, w- I was wondering if you guys were gonna yeah. squirrel away some presents. To, we're gonna squirrel away some presents, and um, yeah, just kind of do it in the room, I guess. And it's gonna be cool. They yeah. they're not uh, they're not giving those cruises away. No, Disney, they aren't. Disney World. They're not. Uh, they it's not out not. of the kindness of their heart. It is not. It is not. I can't remember what it was, but we're, we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. Going uh, with the fam. Yeah. Annie, my sister-in-law, and my mother-in-law, we're going. So it's going to be incredible. I haven't been on a cruise in a number of years. Yeah. You remember the last cruise that I went on with my wife before we had kids, have I shared that story on this? Yeah, I think I think we covered you yeah. almost. Got on a pot, got on a yeah, got on a moped and crashed into a pillar. I went a whopping twenty-seven feet. It was awesome. Uh, that was my my last experience. And Sonia, uh, she was talking about how like I'm just not allowed to do anything on this yeah, cruise. This and is like, your sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, this is a good idea. This is a smart idea because I went ice skating one time and I fell back and cracked my head really really hard. So I'm like, you know what? I don't belong on this planet. Yeah, you probably need to be like in a deck chair. Yep. And uh, I need a padded take room. You, take your Jocko Ghost with you. I'll take the whole case. Lay out on the deck. Yep. And uh, sip your Jocko Ghost. Yep. Just sit there and live my best life. But yeah, man, we've been we've been spinning the calendar for a whole over a year now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know what my kids are looking forward to more, and they've already gotten a ton of presents from grandparents, from friends, yeah. and from and so yeah. They're just so loud. And my wife, she's kind of like, well, let's not get them anything. I'm like, are you insane? So, yeah. So I talked to her into bringing some small gifts. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I Everything I've heard about the Disney cruises are that they're incomparable. Yeah. Like just no one does it better. Yeah. But it is like your kids aren't, they're not going to college now. Like that's out the window. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not living in a house for the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, this we'll needs be, to be uh, one of those things like everything I, I need to know I learned mm-hmm. on my Disney cruise. That's true. Because my parents, then there's no college. That's home. true. So we're going to be working on the ship. I'm going to yeah. be cleaning dishes for the rest of my life. No, but it's it's going to be it's gonna be amazing. It's going to be awesome. So when by, by the time you're hearing this, I will be sitting on How a, long? 
seven, uh, six nights. Okay. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. Six nights. Yeah. So I am, I am ready. Listeners, if you haven't been on a cruise, like there's this, Oof. there's this odd time warp thing where you get on and I, I think all the cruise lines do this, mm-hmm. but you'll get into the elevators and right. the mats and the elevators have the day of the week on. Yeah. You're like, that's, that's weird until it's day four or five. Yeah. And the only way you remember what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> is by the stupid mats it's in the true. elevator. It's true. Um, what what cruise lines have you done? We've only I've only been on one. Yeah, and okay. We did. We went on an old. I was people. gonna say I don't feel like you do yeah. many cruises. No, I would much rather go to the mountains. Oh, every day of the week. Mm. Um, my wife enjoyed it. I didn't dislike it. Sure, it's not unenjoyable. Right. But I, you know, give me a mountain to hike and a waterfall and a river. And, That's right. And uh, we also grew up in Florida. So we're like, it's a beach. Yeah. It's the same beach yeah. everywhere you go. Yeah. Oh, look, a different part of the ocean. Oh, look, I have sand in that yeah. awkward place again. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, but we did, I, yeah. I think it's New Holland Cruise Line. It was like an old, it, oh, very, very nice. Like Holland up, America? Holland America. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 So upscale, but definitely more like old people vibe. 100%. We were some of the youngest people on the ship. Yep. And we were one of the few people we talked to on the ship that were only doing a week. Wow. Like there were several like older couples and stuff. They were doing like 21 days. Sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. And now there's those cruises you could do like around the world. Yes. And I've even, have you seen any of these articles lately? I've seen a couple of them this year mm-hmm. of couples that are just like living on cruise ships. Right. Cause they've realized like with everything that's included and everything else, it's cheaper right. than like trying to, you know, going to like, uh, maybe not, well, it's definitely cheaper than assisted living. Cause that crap is freaking 100%. expensive. Yeah. But even just going into some of these mm-hmm. older communities where you're still capable and you've got your vehicle and you can get around, but they figured out like we can live on here, mm. travel yeah. around. Somebody does all of our laundry. Yep. Somebody cooks all of our food. Yeah. And they just, they live on a cruise ship. Yeah. I, the only problem that I could see with that is just like, what do you do when you're sick? You know, like you can't just go to. Most of them have pretty legit medical facilities on board. But like. I think they can even do minor surgeries. Really? Yeah. Well, I know they, I know they can do that, but like, I don't know. How many prescriptions can they write yeah. on a cruise ship? I mean, if they're at sea for, you know, two weeks, three yeah. weeks, four weeks. Well, but with hundreds of people, all, they're in regularly yeah. in port, though. That's true. I mean, maybe on a seven day cruise, you've got one sea day. Yeah, typically. Yeah. Now I say mm. that like most of the cruises people do, are doing around here are Caribbean, mm-hmm. so there's just not a lot of ocean between you and most things. Yeah. yeah. So maybe some of the other stuff you get more sea so days. So for our but, honeymoon, we did Holland America. We went to Hawaii. Yeah. And it was, I think, four sea days. Yeah, maybe. that's insane. It was crazy, but yeah, but still, yeah, amazing. And that's why I'm a cruise cruise ship just fanatic as yeah. far as like as far as if you're going for the cheapest price and a good experience, like yeah, by the time you consider everything, food yeah. and lodging and gas and you know, all that stuff, it's like, okay, yeah. But but again, you're not going to like see unless you're going to Hawaii or you're doing the Mediterranean or you're going something like that. Like, I mean, but yeah. I wouldn't it, I wouldn't mind doing one of the Alaskan oh. cruises. Yeah, yeah. The Aurora are just seeing. And then I saw back in the day, Neil Bortz did, and I think it's through like National Geographic or something, but he did a cruise to uh, like Antarctica. Wow. Wow. And I, I remember specifically like him posting pictures, like they were out on the ice one day, but the actual ambient temperature 
was in like the seventies or something that Holy day. It was cow. warmer. He was like Neil was based out of Georgia, mm-hmm. Atlanta, and it was colder in Atlanta the day no he was way. posting than it was where. where no was way! Yeah. Wow. Hope he finds the ice wall. Um. <laughs> did you see? Uh, so SpaceX did their like second, like fully integrated test flight of the giant rocket, the Starship. Wow. Um, I don't know a month or so ago now, mm-hmm. uh, and went significantly better than the first flight as happens, uh, but still ultimately ended in the fun term is a rud, rapid, unscheduled disassembly. Story of my so, life. But it was a clean launch. All the engines lit, clean burn on all the engines because the booster has 33 engines on it. Holy cow. Over 15 million pounds of thrust. So twice the amount of thrust that uh, the Saturn V had, twice the amount of thrust that the shuttle had. I mean, just crazy, crazy powerful, right? Uh, but so it made a clean flight, made it all the way through vehicle separation, all the engines lit on the Starship proper on the vehicle like they were supposed to. Um, and that, was, that wasn't that was going to be an orbital flight. They weren't going to go all the way around, but it was going to be pretty close to it. So they're, launch, they're launching from the southern tip of Texas, and it was going to make most of an orbit and land off the coast of Hawaii. Wow. Actually was the plan. Um, and so the booster, like they separated, and they had a whole new sequence for that where the vehicle was actually starting its engines before separating. It's called hot staging. Mm-hmm. So this was their first time trying that. Uh, that all went beautifully. Amazing imagery of it. It's incredible. The booster made its turn, like, to return to come back because it's going to be fully reusable. So the booster and the Starship will land. Crazy. Um, and shortly after the turn, the the booster, yeah, boom, big boom. And wow. then it looked like the ship itself was still going to be on a nominal flight mm-hmm. path. Like what they These were, aren't manned, what they were right? These not are, yet. Okay, not yet. yeah. Um, and then, uh, but they they ended up uh, self. It wasn't going to make the flight path they wanted, so they hit the the bye bye button and made that one go boom. But all the flat earthers are like, "Oh, it hit the firmament!" Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God I bless can't them. even wrap my head around that, dude. Yeah, I, I met I met one for the first time. It was uh, I was I met one. I was like, "Are you serious?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "It's it's in the Bible." I'm like, "Okay, but." But but, does that mean what we th- what you think it means? And yeah. he's like, absolutely. I'm like, okay, I don't think think about this. Western culture mm-hmm. and capitalism were so successful in <laughs> raising us out of poverty, raising us out of the muck and the mire, that we've become so comfortable. Yeah. And have so few real problems right. that we have found and manufactured new problems. We have reverted to things like mm-hmm. the earth is flat. Yeah. Yeah. Because we got nothing else going we on. Got to take nothing up our else time. to worry about. And that's what I was arguing yeah. with him about. I was like, I was like, hey, listen, dude, we're still gonna just do what we're doing, right? He's like, no, if we can't agree on this, we can't agree on anything. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Like, this does not change faith. This does not, he's like, and he was he was dead set on just like, no, if we don't agree on this, we cannot move forward as the church. We can't move forward as believers. I was like, I was like, this doesn't change anything. Like there's, there's nothing in scripture that indicates that the earth is flat. I, other than that verse, he, he mentions the firmament and um, that's it. And he's like, and that concludes that the earth is flat. I just, I can't even wrap my head around that. And God help us. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny when you see these documentaries. Yeah. I see these documentaries. I don't know if there's more than than a couple, mm-hmm. but I just remember in the one the guy had devised his own experiment, right? Where he had these big vertical boards yeah. that he had cut holes in, yeah, 
and was going to shine a very powerful light or laser through the holes. Right. And had separated them far enough mm-hmm. that, I mean, if you think about it, if the if the boards are the same height and the holes in the boards are at the same height, 17 mm-hmm. feet, whatever it was, yeah. and the earth is flat, then you should be able, if you're shining the, th- the light through the hole on one, mm-hmm. you should see that light. It should go through the hole on the other one, regardless of how much you separate them. Mm-hmm. But if the earth is curved, if it's round, yeah. you get an elevation change. Mm-hmm. And so you can't like at some point the curvature of the earth is in the way right between the two holes. Not 17 feet though. It, it depends on how much you separate them. I, I yeah. don't know what the distances yeah. are that this guy devised sure. and I'm not smart enough to do the math on, on the fly myself because it's like, right. you know, you think about when you're some places, if you're standing on the beach, mm-hmm. you know, that line that is the horizon, yeah. that's 23 and a half miles away yeah. before that thing has gone far enough around the curve to sure. fall out of your line of sight. Right. But, you know, when you're dealing with more minute tolerances, yeah. then you don't need as much separation for it to impact mm-hmm. is the general idea. And this guy basically managed, who's trying to prove flat earth, yeah. dif- disprove flat earth to right. himself. Yeah. And I'm always like, okay. And he's befuddled. Right. He's like, how could I be wrong? It's like, because we can, we could be, you know, yeah. we're human. We could be wrong about things. Uh, that's a whole other discussion too. But like, I think, um, I, I always want to ask him like, what shapes the, the moon? Yeah. What shape is the sun? What shape are all these other planets? And then you hear a variety of different things. I mean, it gets, it gets weird, bro. Yeah. It gets weird. And you can even, I saw um, a photographer, I, I follow a few different astrophotographers. So the guys that shoot a lot of um, you know, just planets, nebula, stuff like that. And a lot of those guys cross over and they do astrophotography as far as like photographing launches and stuff like that. Um, and I saw a guy, like he did the work to like take pictures, like sequences of pictures over time of the moon at the same scale and stuff. And you can literally like see the wobble of it when he sequences them together. It's so trippy to see. Wow. But I'm like, Hey man, like we can, we can send things to the moon, right. which they don't think we've been, though. That's right. the thing. But you can, like, see this thing in the sky, mm-hmm. and you can see it go, you know, out of mm-hmm. out of view. Yeah. So I, I don't – I haven't heard their take on this. Do they think it's just, like, a plate up there? Just the flat side is – the flat side of everything else that looks round is, just happens to be facing yeah. us? Yeah. Yeah. They, they believe that they're – I think it's – how they describe it, it kind of looks like um, it is spherical, but it has a it has a flat bottom. I'm just like, and underneath that, turtles yeah, all the way down. Who knows? Yeah, and then and, and there's division and the debate and and within the flat Earth community, and so it's just God help us. Speaking of moon, all right, here's a segue for you that I don't know you've heard of as an illusionist. Did you hear Copperfield's next feat? Is he still doing magic? He is. Well, of course. How old is he? Ago. He's got to be in like his he's 70s, been at it for right? A minute. Yeah, he's got to be in his 70s probably. Maybe yes, he has to be. He has to be. And uh anyways, David Copperfield, world famous magician, incredible illusionist, and if you're listening and if you've not seen him live, never seen him perform, you have to see him perform live. He is the greatest of all time. How old is he? I'll, I'll get there. Just keep talking. Don't and, ruin um, the magic, man. And uh, anyways, so he is going to do in February. I don't know the date yet. But of course, Copperfield. Some of his things. He's he's um he is uh what has he done? He's walked through the wall of China. He's made the Statue of Liberty disappear. He was he's born done, in fifty six. Holy cow! So, so he'll be seventy 
So what? He's fifty-seven ish. What? Twenty twenty-six. He would be seventy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sorry. I he, thought you were saying he's fifty-seven. No, he I was like, six, I, I did. I was sorry, yeah. but yeah, ball sixty-seven ish. Yeah, dear lord, he's amazing. Yeah, he does. I think three hundred shows a year. Like so, no more than that. Like maybe it's five hundred. It's absurd how many shows he does a year. Anyways, but. Does yeah. he have a Vegas residency? He does. He does. Yeah, I, I want to see it. But so his next feat is making the moon disappear. Making the moon disappear. Okay, I've got questions. I do too. <laughs> so uh, what a bold thing to say too. Like he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. It's like, okay, but whatever. So I mean, and so his whole thing, he's like, if like I, his whole premise of it is like, it's like magic can make anything happen. We can make the impossible happen. If we can make the moon disappear, I think we can make hunger disappear on our planet. We can make, you know, cancer disappear. We can we can make impossible things happen if we dream and work hard. I'm like, hey man, preach it, bro. Go for it. He's so, like, no doubt, like 100. Like I'm not, like there's no but coming here, mm-hmm. right? Like he's an incredible showman, incredible incredible illusionist. But that kind of stuff doesn't really do it for me sure. in that like that that's something that's going to be so perspective driven mm-hmm. only works in this specific way in this specific yeah. place at this specific time. Yeah. So amazing, incredible, you know, whatever. Sure. Yeah. But that's not the stuff that boggles my mind. What boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. And I send this guy stuff to you yeah. all the time. This dude on uh, Instagram, I, he's probably on TikTok oh, or something yeah. too. Um, Jason, Le, Le, do you know how to say it? Is it the Ladanye? It's he's the it, card guy. Card right? magic yeah. by Jason, right? Is his like at card magic by Jason? Mm. This guy, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. We've talked magic a lot because sure. you become quite the illusionist yourself. Yeah. You can do stage magic. You can do yep. close up magic, and you'll know this. The close up magic is always what has been more impressive. To I agree. Me. Because, like, it's right there. It's just so much harder to get away with. I have so much more respect for a street magician than a stage magician. Because stage magicians, like, if you look at um, the prestige and stuff, like, there's so much engineering, so much perspective. There's so much gimmick. There's so much gimmick in it where it's like the the card magic and street magic, the close-up stuff is the stuff that really blows me away. Yeah, right. I agree. But you don't – so much of it is a different iteration of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So like just a little bit of card magic, close-up yeah. magic that I've learned from you yeah. actually helps you to figure out a lot of what you see yep. from most run-of-the-mill magicians. Yeah. You yeah. can understand that was a false cut. It's a double lift. You mm-hmm. know, you can pick out a lot of sure. things. This guy, I have no idea. Yeah. No idea so how tell he, him does what he, what does. he does what uh, he does. Well, he, it, it's funny because it's even beyond – like it's not normal card. It's not pick a card type stuff. Mm-hmm. He'll take these decks and he, because everybody questions and says it's edited and it's fake. So he does all this stuff on screen mm-hmm. to show that this is real time. This is so like he runs little stopwatches, old school stopwatches. So you can see the hand moving. Yeah. You can see that the hand's moving forward. You can see that it's not edited. Like the time is consistent through the whole thing mm-hmm. or he'll take the deck and just drop it onto the table. So you can see that it's gravity is in effect. Everything's falling and it's working. Yeah. And he'll he'll take challenges like from the audience. Like people will send in like do this or do whatever. And it'll be like open a fresh pack of cards. Mm-hmm. And I mean straight up he's grabbing a deck of bicycle cards. The cellophane's on. Mm-hmm. The stickers on the pack. And people ask for all kinds of crazy things. This many of this shuffle, cut, no cut, casino wash, 
which a casino wash, if you don't know, it, it always looks amateurish. Mm-hmm. But when you see somebody put the cards down on the table and literally just mixing them up, yeah. that is the truest shuffle. Yeah. Like that is the most random mm-hmm. that of, of any type of shuffling. And he'll do all that and he'll straight up and they'll say deal, uh, you know, deal five hands and deal these cards to seat three out of five hands. Crazy. And he'll do all these shuffles and stuff and deal those cards right there. Mm-hmm. He's not wearing sleeves. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, he'll show the card. So you can, a lot of how this will work, you'll have gaffed decks. Yeah. Right. Where a particular card is cut just slightly askew from the rest. Mm-hmm. So when you slip your hand across the deck, you can get just that card. Yep. This isn't that. He'll show them from every angle. Mm-hmm. He flips over all the cards. It's yeah. not, I know what you're thinking. Everything is an ace of spades. It's a four no, full normal deck. He'll take his shuffles and spread them out so that you can see that it's a fair shuffle. Mm-hmm. He'll use the little dealer blanks so you can tell he's not dealing from the bottom. Yeah. I, I watched him do one like yesterday and he's just chatting and he's shuffling the whole time. Um, and he's doing a bunch of different kinds of shuffles and he's breaking down like this is a strip. This is a, th-. you'll never see this in a casino and this mm-hmm. is why. And when it's all done, he flips them over and lays them out. And the deck is in order like it just came out of the box. Yeah. I, for all of the card magic I've watched, I can't make mm-hmm. any sense of how he does what he does. Crazy. And even like dealing for like Texas Hold'em style mm-hmm. where he's not just making sure the cards he wants in the hand because you only get dealt two cards in Texas Hold'em. Yeah. So he'll deal like seven, like seven hands. And make sure not only that the two cards he wants at seat three are at seat three, but that the rest of the cards to make that hand fall into, you know, the river and the flop and and whatever. It's freakish. Crazy. Do you, I mean, you've professionally, like you've earned money doing magic. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea how he's doing what he's doing? The only, the only ideas that I have are, it could be gimmick decks. It could be, it could be. Because you can reseal a gimmick deck, yes. you can um, you can do these things. They could be, and, and and that card deck that you're talking about, where you strip the cards out, you know, those strip decks, like that could be different. But but um, there is this one method where you're crimping cards, and this is really weird. Like you can basically run your thumb and your pointers. I don't know how to describe it, but you basically make an X on the card, and you can drop it on the card, and you can have people. You drop the deck in front of them and you said, I want you to pick an ace. And the person will reach down, pick up the deck, lift up the card, and it's an ace because the card is crimped. So I just, I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's got to be a little bit of all these things working together. Um, and I wonder if you can even, because I've seen him say to Siri, like, hey, Siri, pick a card. Like, yes. I'm sure you could fake that maybe, but somehow he's doing it. But no, but every time I watch him, I'm like, this guy is... Those are my theories. I haven't seen anybody else do card magic like he yeah. does card magic. Yeah. yeah, he does it like a dealer, not yeah. like a magician. Yeah, he he does one, and this is more trickish mm-hmm. than the dealing. A mm-hmm. lot of the stuff that he does is like just controlling cards in the deck. Sure, um, he does one. He's like, "We'll pick a card. Doesn't matter which one. Doesn't matter if I can see it." Yeah. So you've got your card. He'll do a casino wash, right? So mm-hmm. they're just all the cards. It's fifty-two card pickup, right? All the cards are on the table, and you're just swishing them around with your hand face down and he'll take a chip and put it on the table and flick it. Like you would flick a coin to make it spin. Yeah. And the chip will, when it settles be on that card. 
crazy. He's like, don't believe it. Book me in real life. I do this trick live. Wow. That's cool. He's a freak, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks a lot of smack. Yeah. And he's like, don't believe I can do this in real life. Just ask your mom. She knows. <laughs> um, so he's not wow. always safe for the little ears. That's true. But he's doing the most impressive close-up card work. It's I've amazing. Seen. That's what always fascinates me about it. It's just that you can take these methods and you can just expand them, explore them. It's it's such a good thing to kind of think differently about. And I, I've always been fascinated by that. Yeah. Well, it's insane what people can hone to. Mm-hmm. Like when you really just focus on, like, I'm going to get excellent at yeah. this thing. Yeah. It's crazy what people can mm-hmm. get good at. And we've talked about Kasha Kim- Kimlet. Yeah. You know, your wife went to school with him or uh-huh. something. Yeah. Like he, he, he can mix up a deck of cards and put them in casino or, or um, playing or order, like our new deck orders with the orders. And then like instantly. Yeah. And then we've talked about Penn Jillette saying, I'm going to break your hands because yeah. he's watching him do these moves to make the deck unshuffled in front of him and he's like i can't i can't catch you so yeah and that's i don't know like i can't imagine a way in which you would gaff a deck that Mm -hmm. you could gimmick a deck to be able to do that Mm -hmm. so the only thing i can think i I don't know i don't know but even even the coin flipping on twisting on a card like if if you're able to have a mark deck and control where that card land he has them name it how does no, that work like again? he's on video yeah. by himself. Right. So he'll just he'll just pick a card. Now mm-hmm. he could be doing his own force. Right. Can, but when you do that, like how do you control a card in a casino watch? To me, the answer would be that you don't, but you're going to palm what you want and swap mm-hmm. it out after it lands. Mm-hmm. But you're watching him on camera in real time. Like the chip is spinning. Yeah. And there's no, like, I don't know how you would control that. Mm-hmm. Like think about flicking a coin on a yeah. table. So you watch him when the chip falls, like, it's it's index finger and thumb, like him picking that card up out from under it. So Crazy. I don't know how you could make the switch, even if you had a, a card yeah. palmed. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Unless it's added. And that's the one thing about anything you see on film. There's so many but ways. But if you watch him, it's one shot. It. It's one yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. There's no discernible edits. Yeah. He's got the little timers running in frame mm-hmm. the whole time. So you can see the second hand. Ticking wow. around this stopwatch That's the whole time. So you could zoom in on that. You could watch yeah. for time, you know, for mm-hmm. that to jump. Yeah. And he's such a smug jerk about it. <laughs> like that's the character. And it's yeah. so great. I love it. I love it. Have you ever seen um Darren Brown do any of his shows? Mm-hmm. Darren Brown's the he's kind well, of the, he wrote the Da Vinci Code, right? Darren Brown. That's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll ask Tom Hanks. He did um He's he's kind of like the Copperfield slash David Blaine, but he's a mentalist. He's got a couple of shows on Netflix, um, but he, he of the UK. He's in the UK, and he's just he is a master showman, yeah. master showman, and he does things that just like he's like I I want you to know the psychic ability, and he he's like psychic ability is not real. What I'm doing, have I shared this with you? He's like psychic ability is not real, and he just goes out and he debunks all this stuff, which like Houdini did, yeah. you know debunking these mediums and who would try to rip people off. I'm talking to your dead mother. I'm talking to, he'd rip them off. And so he would kind of, he kind of in that same spirit would go around and just debunk fake psychics who would just swindle these people. And so he, he would stand in front of an audience, toss things out, have them stand up. And like, 
he would completely cold read them. Like he yeah. would just guess this and guess that about them. And then afterwards be like, no, like you really are a psychic and you just don't know it. He's like, no, it's like, I'm just doing seek. I'm doing these. And so, yeah, he is, he's one of those guys that you can just watch perform all day in that craft. And when it comes to mentalism, which is the, the magic of the mind where you're trying to read people's minds and thoughts, that's, even when I would do that, like sometimes I would do that at churches and I'd be like, I probably shouldn't do this because they're going to think I'm being weird, <laughs> you know, you know, and uh, you had to be very careful about how you, how you did that because when you, when you do mentalism, it's, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. Nowhere to hide. No sleight of hand, no, no cards. It's crazy. Well, it, what's fun, part of how that works, I, I'm, this is my summation here, mm -hmm. but you realize this when you have kids, we all think that we're super special snowflakes. That's true. We all think we're incredible. Well, I was born on we Christmas. We all think we're unique. We all think we're one off. And there's, the reality is there's only so much variation in the human experience. Mm -hmm. And when I say you realize this as a parent, because there's all these funny, quirky things your kid does and says, and they'll only eat this thing and they love this thing, whatever. And you think they're, they're one off, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, and you talk to other parents and it's the same. Especially yeah. you, it's really obvious now with social media when people, you know, they have all their funny little bits yeah. about, you know, my toddler eating and my toddler negotiating going to bed. It's all the same. Every, yeah. Everybody's kids mm -hmm. doing the same crap. Mm -hmm. Everybody's kids into the same <laughs> stuff. Um, and so then you realize it's like your life is more predictable than you want to believe that it is. Yeah. Your experience mm -hmm. is more common than you want to believe yeah. it is. Yeah. And so when you hone that skill of reading people and identifying that, yeah. it, it's just like this dude with the card work where it seems like legitimate magic, yeah. but he's put in the time, he's yeah. put in the 10,000 hours mm -hmm. for it to look like that. And yeah. these mentalists are doing the same thing. They're largely playing the odds. Yeah. And then the more they get right, the more they zero, the more they can funnel down sure. and zero in. Yes. So they get a few things right at the jump and you're now you're buying in. Yeah. And you're feeding in and they can just keep it going. It's amazing that when when you start to confirm people's bias and when you start to have them start to have them find things that you said and that they'll agree with it. And there are things that you've already said. It's 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 crazy how how easy it is to manipulate somebody like that. So Mentalism, man, it's it is amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. well, and it's really not that different. Like, have you seen? I've heard him on several podcasts. I've seen him on different stuff. Chris Voss, this mm -hmm. guy that used to be like the chief, I think FBI negotiator. Oh, okay. And he does like if you've seen the masterclass stuff, you can do his masterclass. Oh, nice. Um, but he's been. I want to say he's been on Jocko's podcast. He's been on a lot of podcasts. I think I want to say I listen to him on Jocko's. But it's same thing. Like this negotiating, it's very. It's really not super different. Mm -hmm from mentalism where it's like you just know like by and large people like to hear their own name and they yep. like to feel like they're winning and so there's times you can give people things in negotiation you're giving them something that's already theirs right or that's not even yours to give yet mm -hmm. like i've heard this in relationship to um like negotiating for in like buying an automobile or buying a home where it's like you're kind of flipping the script on the salesperson or on the realtor you know of like oh, well, we, you know, we just can't go that low and you flip it. Okay. Well, if I'm going to give you the $5,000, you got to give me the, the, this thing. And it's just like, you're presenting them a gift of something that you don't have. Like it's not even yours to give just different little, he explains it all better than I do. 
clearly. Uh, but it's to me, it's the same toolkit. Yeah, it's the same type of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really fascinating. If you, if you're ever looking through his Netflix specials, he's got some ones that are dark, some that are just really interesting. But he is he is the, Darren Brown, the masterclass of of mentalism. Is he the um, the one that's had like the magic series on Netflix? Yeah, that's him. Uh, yeah, I. I don't. I appreciate his skill set. I don't sure. like his presentation as much. With the social it's a, experiments. It's a little hokey. It's a little it produced. Yeah. Um. You know, he kind of. I love his his stage show. That's yeah. that's what I really appreciate about him. He's done a few TED talks yeah. where he talks about this, and yeah, it's pretty it's pretty phenomenal. Was it was it him that one of the shows, or at least one of the episodes of the series? Um, was the deal. It was kind of like that movie, The Game. Do you ever see that yes. movie? Mm-hmm. So it was like The Game where it's like they were trying to see if you could convince somebody to go in on like hiding a dead body with you or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's called The Push. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool, cool thing. And it's just like everything that he did to try to make these people at the end of the show push a person off the building, you know. Part of it goes, how much do I believe this? So I agree with you. Like some yeah. of the shows, I'm like, oh, that's not my favorite. But his stage show is what just absolutely well and what you realize is those things are possible like that's a reality but you also need the right mark Mm -hmm. like it will work on a lot of people it won't work on everybody like hypnotism does not work on everybody right um and so yeah that's that's a trick it's funny because i'm like i want to believe i'm the person that couldn't be hypnotized Mm -hmm. which probably means i'm the person that could yeah you're hypnotized hypnotized right now yeah that's true. Yeah, I've I've only seen one hypnotist, and it was just kind of a it was a lame show. Yeah, it was a lame show. Yeah, mm. but there's I've seen you do some mentalism, but I feel like the stuff you play off of, you're always playing averages. Like, don't you have some set questions where there's like a super high percentage of a given answer, either like thinking of a color, a number, oh yeah, or an animal. Mm-hmm. There's some where it's just like super high odds. It's going sure. to be this number, this animal, this color. Yeah, yeah. You ask somebody to think of a color, they're going to think of blue. You yeah. ask somebody to think the other color is red. It's the highest color. Um, my favorite um, that I've learned from uh, Wayne Houchin is he does this thing where he – I don't know if I ever showed you, but you, so it, for the listeners, like it's imagine you're moving your hands left to right, and as you're going towards the right, you just dart down diagonally. And you go, I want you to think of a number one through 10. And you're doing this hand gesture and you're going left to right. And then you do an immediate diagonal move down towards uh, towards your left. I don't know if that makes sense. But essentially, you're, you're saying, I want you to think of a number one through 10. And as you're but doing you're it, making a seven with you're your making hands. a seven with your hands. And it's about 79 to, to 84. 90% yeah. percent chance that they're going to say the number seven, especially if you say, I want you to say a number. I'm going to ask you to say um, a number. I want you to think of the number one through 10 Satan now. And they say the number seven. I mean, almost 80% of the yeah. time. It is crazy. And that's what I'm saying. It's a toolkit. Yeah. So it can seem like magic because if you're wrong, you already have a canned pivot. Correct. So yeah. you already can pivot to the next thing. You can make it and work for you. And that's the thing that they don't know what to yeah. expect. If they say two, I go, interesting that you said the number two. Let's try something different with you because you're you're a different person. Your you're brain out of the works box. different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you just spin it in a different way. And yeah. since they don't know what's coming, you could just kind of do that. Um, yeah, it's, it's times where you can introduce – the appearance of randomness, but right. you're in control. 100%. So it's like it's like a, a forced card trick where it's like you've divided the cards mm-hmm. into two piles. You've it's stacked. You already know which pile the card you want yeah. to keep working with is in. Mm-hmm. So you ask them to pick a pile. 
You, yeah. And you either say, okay, we'll keep that one that you pick if it's the one that you right. want, mm-hmm. or okay, we'll discard it. They they had a a, a choice. Yeah. They could pick whatever you want. Yeah. But you're getting rid. You're you're doing what you want with it, not mm-hmm. what they want with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you're never saying, okay, now pick one to get rid of. No, it's, yeah. it's yeah. okay, pick, pick one. You're, of these you're setting the stage yeah. and completely leading them into the direction you want them to go. It's, it's cool. Yeah. It's real Calvinist of you. I know. I know. Yeah. Right. Real, real, you never had a choice. You never had a church. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. So Darren Brown, the push, check that out. Check out his stage shows though. That's yeah. the one that's cool. And then Copperfield is amazing. And I agree with you. Like the, the, it's, it's just the cool thing that he's doing. I'm yeah. just like, for real, you're almost 70 years old and you're still doing TV specials and presenting this and it's just kind of a neat thing. But yeah, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of geeks geeking out on how he's going to actually do it. And yeah. and those are pretty awesome to think about. Like, so one of them is um uh, basically projectors, um, what is it? He, they, they've talked about drones lifting up a black sheet. You know, hundreds like, of drones. Was it Chris Angel that did the levitating on top of the one pyramid hotel yeah. in Vegas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just a harness yep. to a helicopter. Yeah. That was flying at an altitude mm-hmm. where it wasn't perceptible at night. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be crazy. And just it's amazing to see him do this. And so I'm excited to watch this with Zion, my kids. Yeah. Because I remember being a little kid watching him do this stuff. And I was like, when he flew for the first time, I think every kid in the in the nineties was like glued to the TV as you're just watching him do this. So amazing. Amazing. Have you seen it? This isn't so much like stage magic or illusion, but I've seen this video going around a lot lately, and it's normally this same soccer player that I've seen demonstrating it. But it's a particular way that you kind of trot or run, and it absolutely makes it look oh, like you're yes. levitating. Yes. It's so cool. It is really neat. Yeah. They're and like, every time I watch it, like I understand how it's working. Yeah. And I still don't understand how it's it working. It looks so, it looks like they're f- like a hoverboard, yeah. right? Like it's an invisible hoverboard that they're just balancing on. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, like I'm trying to recreate, like I'm trying to think of, can I tell my muscles to do what he's doing? And yeah. I don't no think way. I can. No way. Yeah. I break my leg thinking yeah. about it. I think the coolest illusion, like the, the most impressive, like large scale mm-hmm. magic trick I've seen recently. And I don't know if you've heard about this. Uh, but out in Colorado, the mm-hmm. Supreme Court made an entire candidate disappear from true. a primary. That's very true. And it's that's that's not an easy trick. That's true. To pull off. <laughs> I cannot believe that this is our country. Like, well, then did you hear that Texas might say Biden can't run? Well, and that, that's that's the thing with this stuff, right? Yeah. It's always Pandora's box. Exactly. It's always the, you know, like the norm is going to God. be impeaching presidents, you know, the— yeah, Repub- the Republicans in the House have opened up a formal inquiry into mm-hmm. impeaching Biden. Crazy, because that's what we do now. We just impeach the opponent, and now you know it looks like polling right now. Love him or hate him, mm-hmm. right or wrong, polling has shifted greatly in Trump's favor over Biden right now. Yeah, he's ahead in like five out of seven swing states or something yep. right now. How much can we trust the polls anymore? Who mm-hmm. knows? Like polls were always sketched to begin with. Sure. It's a fuzzy math, right? Mm-hmm. It's an it's an art as much as it's but science. The polls that lean always in the direction that opposes, you know, Republican or conservative candidates, when they start to get when they start to get nervous is when two things, when the the liberal polls start to give them an outcome that they don't want to hear because they only poll the liberal. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're, their audience is skewed. And then also 
when they start attacking him in a crazier way. Yeah. Like that's it's just hard to tell. I, I think yeah. a lot of people uh, you know, aren't truthful in the polls intentionally sure. these days. Um, so it's just tough to know with the polling. Like you don't know to at the ballot box and then and it's, the degree it's to which over, we can trust the ballot it's box. It's not a year. Is, it's like a, well, a little under a year say away. Say the but, ballot box, but the ballot sure. box, the mailbox, the drop box, the, you know, yeah. which is part of the problem. Right. Um, it's just the insecurity of, um, of the election process at this mm -hmm. point to begin with. Um, but yeah, to just, uh, if we can't, it's, if we can't beat them, beat them kind of yeah. mentality, yes. like physically. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, and so but has he even been charged? Cause they, they said it was under what article saying that they're because saying it's under he article led an insurrection yeah. that he can't run. Yeah. They're saying it's, but he hasn't uh, even been charged with that. Right. He, he hasn't been charged. He hasn't been convicted. Yeah. So there's been no due process here. Yeah. So it's, it's it's prima facie unconstitutional. Like yeah. it doesn't meet that standard. They're also if you if you look at the article that they're citing, it also doesn't extend the authority to do that to the states. Yeah, it's a congressional authority. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's just it's just nasty. The last time that this happened was Southern states not allowing Lincoln oh, yeah. to appear on the ballot. Yeah, um, it's just dumb. This I, and I I saw. Something that I'm like, I don't know if this gives them too much credit or not. Um, but I, I saw somebody saying like part of the left's like playbook right now is to to have these judicial decisions that they know aren't going to hold up, mm -hmm. that they know a higher court, particularly the Supreme Court, is going to overturn. Mm -hmm. And they're OK with that because they know that continues to erode the authority of that body yeah. with their constituents. Yep. Where it's, it's like death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, oh, obviously the Supreme Court's not overturning this because it's wrong. They're just overturning it because mm -hmm. this is a, a politically activist, you mm -hmm. know, kangaroo court. Yeah. And it's not that they're actually judging it based on the merit of the decision and the and the law as it's written. They're just overturning it because they're conservative, because they're Republican. This will be overturned by the Supreme Court, sure. and I really, really hope it's a 7-0 decision. Mm -hmm. um, even the decision at the level of the Colorado Supreme Court was yeah. a split decision. It was 4-3. Shockingly, all four that, that wrote the, the decision um, that voted for it are gra graduates of Ivy League schools, mm -hmm. the, the three dissenters. We're not, you know, more blue color school. So it's just even in, you know, this blue bastion of Colorado, which it's like most places where it's rural, it's red, where it's not. Yeah. But it tends to be a pretty solidly blue state. Mm -hmm. uh, the Supreme Court was divided. on, and, and it's just, yeah, it's just a horrible, horrible decision. But what a precedent that this sets, you know, like where is this going to take us? Yeah. Like, like this next year is going to be. But I, I, somebody, Crazy. and I, I, I didn't catch what pundit it was. Like, if you just replaced the names, mm -hmm. you know, if this was Russia, right? if we were reading this article and it was Putin, which we do see this, like Navalny or however you pronounce his name, like the major opposition guy in Russia has been imprisoned. And I think they poisoned him at one point. And right now he's actually, nobody's heard of him from him. Uh, for an extended period of time right now. So they're not even sure he's still alive. Yeah. But like when we hear this in other countries, we talk, we throw out words like, you know, tyranny and banana yeah. Republic right. and like, no, like decide this at the ballot box. Sure. If there was a conviction, 
Yeah. There are things that can that can and should mm-hmm. disqualify you 100%. from running for office. Yeah. A convicted felon, probably not. Yeah. Um, you know, not a citizen, not old enough. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump meets all of the standards set forth in our Constitution to be a candidate for the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And you can't remove that without due process. And there's no due process here. Right. It's a court of public opinion. Yeah. It's not, it's not. He's guilty until proven innocent. That's that's just breaks your heart about everything that's happening yes. in our culture. Everything is not it's not proven in court. It's it's just public opinion and public perspective. And that unfortunately shifts the culture in yeah. these directions. It's nuts. And hey, listen, neither one of us are sitting here with MAGA hats on. It's true. I I'm not planning to vote for him in Florida's primary. We'll see who's on the ballot by the time Florida's primary comes around. But yeah. my plan is not to vote for him in the true. Republican primary here. Yeah. Um, so it's not, I'm not sitting here, you know, mm-hmm. a big Trump MAGA guy. Yep. It's just wrong. Yep. Yeah. And it, it should be wrong on both sides. The yeah. standards should say the same, but it just doesn't seem like that is. Yeah. We live in the dumbest times. Well, I mean, the fact that they raided his house, like the fact that they, I mean, there, there's stuff that they're doing that is just like, hasn't been done before. Yeah. Always though. Always though. Now their counterpoint would be, well, we haven't had. There wasn't ever a candidate or a president like him. Mm-hmm. He's the part that's unprecedented, not yeah. their reactions to him. Yeah. And that, that's what makes them nervous, that he's just not – he's a billionaire. You know, he's like, yeah, well, I don't care what you do to me. Bring it on. Like Elon, he's like, I don't care. You know, do whatever you want. Like you can't you can't buy me in a way, in a sense. So right or wrong, I mean, there's a ton of things wrong with Trump. Yeah. <laughs> like there just is, but – yeah, I don't think we've we've talked about Elon's uh, response from a couple of weeks ago on to the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was he was at some conference, mm-hmm. and I can't remember which one, and uh, being interviewed by somebody from the New York Times, but somebody I, that he has a relationship with. Yep. Uh, and he was asking about you know like the advertisers pulling out. Yeah. And uh, Elon had a real a real colorful response, but it, it it makes sense. He's like you if you think you're going to control me. With money. Yeah. Uh, and he encouraged them to go participate in a solo activity. Yeah. It was, it Twice. was, yeah. He's like, hi, Bob, yeah. <laughs> at the end, too. It's like, yeah, that was, that was, that was amazing. And you're watching the guy interview him going, hold on, you're not, you're not completely like married to these advertisers. You're not, you're not completely beholding to whatever they say yeah. goes. And that's, that response was so yeah. powerful. He's well, like, he, yeah, he straight up said, he's like, if we go bankrupt, we go bankrupt. Yeah. But basically like, you're not going to blackmail yeah. me into doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. It was funny because the interviewer was stunned. The crowd was stunned. Yeah. They didn't know how to respond. They didn't know how to react because it was the first time anyone had seen what we colloquially refer to as, I think I'm okay to say. F you money. I think we all know what that means. People talk about that Mm -hmm. and that concept, but nobody's ever seen it on that scale. Yeah. And we all went, oh, that's what that looks like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I will not be bought. Don't care. Yeah. And I mean, like for all the accusations against him, even like what has he done? Like he's done more for like making the world cleaner. Like our, like what he's doing and what's the tunnel thing that's going on in LA. Like, isn't that, is that doesn't, is he that just, up and running? Like, just, but ever, just some of the stuff yeah. that he's doing, it's just so incredible at the amount of people he's employing, 
like he should be the golden boy of of the world. Yeah. Like as far as what he's done for, like did you, I don't know what it was, but like um, <clears throat> there's this one clip I've seen with him talking to DiCaprio, and he's like, if if we build a few more of these factories, we can bring energy to the entire world. Yeah. He's like, hold on, the world. He's like, yeah, the entire world. Like the stuff that he's doing is so unbelievable. Like. He he is he's brilliant. I don't understand how we can, yeah. I mean the yeah the the Twitter thing or X whatever it's called now. Like it's so dumb. Yeah, I I'm I'm still a fan. Like it's still. I mean, I've had this conversation on the pod a lot. I've had this with you. Yeah. You know, in in person, like I've always been a fan. Yeah. I was on early, mm-hmm. and it's just better than it's ever been right yeah. now because it is a. Uh, it's just hilarious because it is the wild west now, right. but it's so funny, man, when people are like, oh, you know, I see, I'm seeing this hate, that hate and this awful thing. What are you following? What are you clicking on Sure. to have that stuff like in your for you? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see that stuff. Mm-hmm. So some of it's on you, right? Like to some yeah. extent, any of these social medias, like the algorithm is going to feed you what you're eating you know, what you're buying. Um, and then same thing, like, okay, get off the for you, like just stay on following and Mm -hmm. don't do this. I'm not an advocate for this. Get out of your freaking silo, get out of your echo Mm -hmm. chamber, hear a thought that challenges your own. Sure. Um, but if that's just, if you're going to curl up in a ball and cry over that, Mm -hmm. then just follow who you want to follow. And that's all you're going to see. Like, yeah. And, and, and it just also has to deal with the arrogance just of, of, all of us at times, but especially in our culture, that they cannot be wrong yeah. about the way they see the world. Like they cannot be challenged. That if you challenge any opinion that I have, you're threatening my existence. Yeah. It's like, no, maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're wrong about this. Like, And the only way we get to move, not, I use pro- progressing in a right direction, not as a progressive, but like are just becoming better as, as human beings is by challenging our beliefs and challenging the things that we think are true and the things that we think are right and having a discussion. That's the only place that can happen. Yeah. If that can't happen with speech, like I'd rather have it in speech than with violence. I'd rather happen than, than it was in the dark ages where might is right. Like, well, I'm just right because I'm stronger than you. Well, yeah. that's not how this works. Like, let's have a discussion. And that's what I feel like Twitter's supposed to be. Or, yeah. Yeah. He did... Um after previously saying that this is someone who would never come back on oh, the platform. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. He, uh, he reinstated uh, Alex Jones's account. That's right. That's, but he gave it to a vote, which was kind of weird. Like He's done that from time to time on there. Like, put it out there, let the people speak, and mm-hmm. I'll abide by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that, you know, I think it's open to maybe I'm wrong on this thing. Yeah. You know? So maybe, you know, some of that's phone a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his reasoning previously that he stated like why he wouldn't have him back on is basically like the, the big thing that really quote unquote took Alex Jones down. Sandy Hook, right? What, yeah. Saying that it didn't really happen and it was crisis actors and yeah. stuff like that. Um, where you look at, you know, you've got these grieving parents and everything mm-hmm. else. It's pretty, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know where, I don't know. I think a lot of Alex Jones, I, I think he genuinely believes a lot of what he says. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that he has said that seemed crazy has borne out. Yeah. Um, some stuff not. I don't think he had that right. And, and it's just what's tough to gauge with him is how much of it is a character, mm-hmm. which I think is part of what was argued in court. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm – my show is entertainment. I'm an entertainer. Mm-hmm. I'm playing a role I think is kind of what he tried to argue. 
Um, so I don't know how much of it is stick and entertainment and how much of it is, I believe these things. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He's so over the top. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. And let him be ridiculous. You yeah. don't have to listen to him. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah, and and the whole argument, like, well, the, the the things, the free speech, he's calling people to violence, or he's calling people, like, he's not. I, I mean, I think, yeah, the free market is going to take care of that. Yeah. So Gosh. that that's probably one of the more controversial. Like, people weren't yeah. happy when he reinstated nope. President Trump's account. Yeah. Though Trump hasn't, I think he's had one tweet since then. Yeah. And it was his mugshot when he got <laughs> indicted, which is hilarious. Crazy. I saw some people that were, like, thought that mugshot was awesome and that he looked like tough and handsome. Mm-hmm. I always think he's kind of a goofy looking dude. He Am I alone a goofy in that looking person? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he is yeah, that, he is. that mugshot did nothing for me. Yeah. That haircut does nothing for anybody. I don't understand the hair. I don't understand the hair. I don't understand the hair. When Fallon m- messed it up, I was like, ah, I'm even more afraid. Yeah, that was that haircut is It's a very intentional yeah, choice. It it is. Like I don't even understand yeah. how it looks. And what's the new president that's in um is it Brazil? No, it's um uh, Argentina. Oh, okay. This guy, M- Mille or Mele. Yeah. Bro. His hair is crazy. Why too. is it always with the crazy hair? It's like, yeah, this guy is But bro. <laughs> Has he been walking the talk? Yeah, man. That dude eliminated. <laughs> he eliminated like 14 of 21 Come executive on. agencies the day he was sworn in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. Here, here's the thing. So this was part of the beauty of our federal system mm-hmm. here as it was founded. Mm-hmm. Right. Is um, So we tried the Articles of Confederacy. Right. So we, we get done overthrowing tyranny right we you know crazy king king george you know parliament's not listening to us we don't have representation um they had some legitimate beef like they had spent a bunch of money in like the french and indian war and and everything else right like there was money to recoup it wasn't that it was the without representation really was what felt overly burdensome right Mm -hmm. and then they tried to take the guns and you probably don't want to try to take our guns away just doesn't work out well but so, of course, like everybody in the colonies, now states, is super leery of central authority. Yeah. Too much so, right? So we enter into these articles of confederacy, and it's just not tenable. Like it's not strong enough. It's because they were so leery of central power and central government. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't enough. You had, you know, these 13 states now treating each other as independent colonies right. and just – Trade is difficult and all the, I mean, imagine now, you know, you want to, we went to North Carolina mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Imagine having to stop and go through customs Insane. once you get to Georgia and then again at South yeah. Carolina and then again in North Carolina and present your passport. And it, I mean, that's a little extreme, but not, not much. Mm-hmm. Right. So the States were much more individual entities. Um, and so we kind of figure out it's not working. They call the Constitutional Convention. They really overstepped their mandate. They were just to make supposed to make some minor changes and instead wrote a whole new system of government. Uh, and But so the idea, though, the states still had a ton of autonomy, mm-hmm. right? There was still very strong states' rights. Part of that is like the way we used to, and this was intentional. Um, this was actually a check on central authority. Senators, you used to not vote for your senator. Mm-hmm. Your state legislature – 
would select the senators for your state and send those to D.C. And so it was basically um, a check on the central authority, like they were going to go defend the state's rights because there's just a little bit of removal from the general populace, right? So they don't have to be like as answerable because a person is smart, people are dumb, right? We know this, True. Uh, you know, uh, Timely Lee Jones taught us this in Men in Black. Um, one of my all-time favorite quotes, a person is smart, people are stupid. And so we're emotional. And so even collectively, like group think we'll have emotional overreactions to things. So it was still a democratic process in that you were electing the people who were selecting the senators. So you still had a say in the process. They were just a little bit removed. They could be a little more calm and measured in their reactions. And of course, they're somewhat more beholden to the state to the person. and would be defensive yep. of, of mm-hmm. states' rights. Um, 17th Amendment changed that. All kinds of bad crap went down in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. 17th Amendment being one of them. Um, but so you had, you know, we were cohesive, but back back in the day, you wouldn't have heard people say the United States of America. Mm-hmm. You would hear them say these United States of America. Yeah. And it's um, it's a distinction with a difference. It's a very minor tweak. But the idea was still that the states had autonomy, right. but we were this cohesive group on a certain level. But that left the states open, and we, for the first time in a long time, we've actually kind of seen this play out. This left the ability for the states to compete for mm-hmm. the greatest level of freedom. Right. Really, you had – you know, 13, then as we expand, you have all these little experiments and freedom is the idea. Mm-hmm. And we're figuring out who can do it best. Yeah. Right. And that's the idea of how it was supposed to play out. And then you start to see more centralization and more government overreach. And that, but then COVID comes along and we see this like very evident, mm-hmm. this competition and people voting with their feet. Yeah. Right. Of no, I'm going to go where I can be most free. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you used to see that. And uh, it's just not not as much a thing anymore. But what's going to be really interesting to me, like this guy's coming in and implementing such they're, – they're actually old ideas. They're ideas that would have been very familiar to our founders. Mm-hmm. But these days, these are quote-unquote radical yeah. ideas where he's really going to come in and reduce the government burden on the people. Yeah. Now, that's more dangerous, right? Like more free – Normally means less safe, less guaranteed, less safety net. But it's like you really got to make a choice. Like guys in prison, they don't wonder if there's going to be a roof over their head. They don't wonder if they're going to have three meals a day, mm-hmm. right? Like you can trade all kinds of safety, yep, freedom for certainty and mm-hmm. quote unquote safety if you want to. Right. But is that really free? Is that really what you want? Right. Right. And so what's going to be awesome is there's always all these debates, right? How much government is the right amount of government that would never work. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. Well, here's this guy that's going to go in and do all this stuff on a grand scale. Yeah. Where if you see Argentina pop Mm -hmm. and become a hub for business and become incredibly prosperous. And if you see the people prospering and you see business moving there, it's going to be tough to argue with. Yep. Yeah. If you, and if you see, Crime go down and, you know, quality of life go up. You know, somebody will try and gaslight us. Yeah. Somebody will try and tell us, don't believe your lying eyes, but it's going to be right there for everybody to see. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, he's going in there and slashing everything, getting rid of all these things. One of them was education, right? The Department of it, or their version of the Department yeah. of Education. I mean, just all these things. Like, you no, know, let's just see what happens when people have yeah. freedom. That's incredible. Fuera. 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 I know he's got a real uh, questionable past, but hey, we all. Do. I don't know much about his past. Yeah, I heard some stuff that I was like, oh, okay. So he's he- got he's got quite the set of hair on him. He does. He's got a touch of the crazy eyes. Yep, got crazy eyes. <laughs> But, um, you know, when I hear him talk and when like, I see already how he's governing, yeah, I think my response from the uh, the podcast social media, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, you know, the person that does our social media, their their response, which I thoroughly approved of, that's definitely not me doing everything. That's true. Um, was just the clip from Iron Man when he first meets Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow. <laughs> and he just, like they're in the boxing ring or whatever. Yes. And he just look at, looks at Pepper and he's like, I want one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I posted. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. Crazy world. And, uh, there's, some, uh, that, uh, there's some of that talk in the, in the Republican field right mm-hmm. now, but the person that gets most detailed with it is Ramaswamy. There's yes. a few people who are like, yeah, we need – Less control, fewer. We need to shut down some government agencies. But he's radical. And sometimes man. they might even say, mm-hmm. I think this agency should go and this agency should go. But he's like, no, it's these and here is how I'll do it. Yeah. I, I've, I've talked about it on here a bunch just because I'm so impressed with it. He's the um, only person I've ever seen who's articulated these views because everyone always comes to the table and is like, I've got these ideas and, and these ideas are going to change this and this is going to make it better for us. And then they never flesh them out. And yeah. then they just, as soon as the, campaign is over you never hear about their ideas again they just get in there and they just get lost and yeah. the corruption happens as far as that and it happens to both sides yeah and but that he's the only person i've ever seen and i've seen him be grilled on these things like yeah. just come in there nope get rid of the fbi you the the, the marshals can yeah. do the job like like more and more like wow he's he's actually articulating yeah. the arguments and the thoughts i don't think he's going to be the guy i don't even I know. know that i think he should be the guy we're not super far off in age. I got a few years on yeah. him. You've got yeah. a few years on him. Um, but it's I, like 38, right? Yeah, 37, 38. Yeah, yeah. something like Crazy. that. Crazy. But I do look, look at him, and I, I understand where people are coming from mm-hmm. when they're like, he's a little too smarmy. He's a little too smug. Sure. I, I would like to see an added layer of humility yeah. there in him that I think would make what he's selling a little more palatable. Mm-hmm. Um. But what I love about him is that he'll go and have a conversation with people that he disagrees with. Mm-hmm. You know, like when they did the debate and he was like, why Why are we allowing the people that hate us to, to sponsor this? It's like, yeah. let's – and then he's wanting to have long – like even the debate stuff. And I know we've talked about that. The debate um, – what do you call it? Uh, the, the like set, the format. The format yeah, is yeah. so like, no, I want to hear this person – answer questions for hours, yeah. like be on a Rogan podcast, be on, you know, some of these podcasts where they're going to push you and they're going to challenge yeah. you. It's not coming into a friendly audience because it's going back to even X. It's like, no, like let these ideas be out there. Yeah. Like I, I want to know. And that, you know, that's part of what's impressed me so much with him, with Robert Kennedy Jr. Again, not that either one is my guy. Sure. Um, not that either one is necessarily who I want sitting in the Oval Office, mm-hmm. but their willingness to sit down and have a conversation without handlers, without talking yes. points in long format. Mm-hmm. They're intelligent. They're they're well read. They're well informed. Yeah. They they know what they're talking about. Yep. Um, at at a real level. Now I get you can get into debates about you know, um, you know like where Robert Kennedy Jr. is on vaccines and stuff like that, right? Sure. But he can at least speak intelligently to it, mm-hmm. and like there's thought there. It's yeah. not. 
a talking point. It's not a stump speech. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's put thought into his position mm -hmm. at least. Um, and, uh, it, but I think that's what we're hungry for that yeah. authenticity, like where we can have a discussion because when we're just doing clickbait, we're just doing bomb throwing. Like, it's like, that doesn't move anything forward. Yeah. It doesn't move anything forward. And it doesn't make us, it doesn't make us an intelligent, like society. Like you have to think through the things that you agree with you yeah. know, and be challenged and, and, and actually, and that's why I like being friends with you. And that's why I like this podcast. Like, I feel like, like we'll challenge you to, or we'll just like, well, I don't know. Or I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm willing to say I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Like we don't say that anymore. Yeah. And it's like the more intelligent people you talk to, like every time I've seen a scientist be interviewed, they'll be asked a question and they'll say this statement all the time. You know what? We don't know yet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know an answer. They don't have to be what's, the smartest what's guy. What's annoying though are, are the ones who, who won't. Yeah. The I'm the science, trust the science, sure. that whole, and it's not just Fauci, right? Like, I don't know if you kept, kept up with the story. Have you ever heard of Peter Hotez? Uh, He's been on Rogan several times. I actually liked him as a mm -hmm. guest on Rogan. Like, he was on, um, I want to say like even pre COVID and stuff, mm -hmm. but he's the one even where it's like, was it Robert Kennedy Jr. That they were saying like offering, oh, come on and debate. Yes. And oh, this stuff is beyond debate. And if mm -hmm. I, I can't even platform yeah. the argument and just super played the victim, mm -hmm. like just was a, just a little weasel yes. about the whole yep. thing. Like we're giving you one of the biggest microphones. Like we'll put you mm -hmm. front and center, bring all the research you want, bring all the slides yep. you want. Like educate people. Like if you're saying that the, all this vaccine hesitancy is so bad and really like there has been a lot of leading up to COVID, mm -hmm. there was a ton of, of truly misguided vaccine hesitancy. Of course. There's a lot of quackery out there sure. around it. Right. Um, and then there's some legitimacy there, right? Like we've seen over time, like the largest criminal fine ever levied in the United States of America was against, I want to say Pfizer, but it was certainly mm -hmm. uh, one of those companies, yeah. pharmaceutical companies. They're they're not like these angels. They're right. not they're just not good incorruptible. Actors. The yeah. FDA gets things wrong. These sure. companies hide data. They pay for tests. Like it's not to say that they can't get anything wrong. Yeah. Um, but that's the, that's the narrative. Like yeah. we are never wrong. And it's like, that you, you we can't have a discussion with someone but like nothing that. has done more damage mm -hmm. to the conversation around vaccines yeah than how covid and the covid vaccines were handled yeah. and how they've been handled since then mm -hmm. like you see more and more study come out that they weren't what they were presented to be right at the very least if you don't get into are they causing blood clots are they causing causing strokes are mm -hmm. they causing cardiac arrest like set that stuff aside sure um but just on the level of efficacy do they work yeah like we learn more and more like getting our hands on these companies data they were misrepresented the efficacy was misrepresented sure. everything was and they misrepresented. can't even come out and say you know we were doing the best we could with the current we information were in a yeah. hurry we were trying to do this faster than it's ever been done before yep. and still keep everybody safe warp speed yeah uh and it looked and we just we got it wrong yeah we, we were trying to do our best and we got it wrong yeah and and that, and that's the thing that goes, you know, everything's Jocko, right? <laughs> it mm -hmm. goes back to extreme ownership. Like if you would just say, we got it wrong. Here's but how we got it wrong. It here's three-year-olds. Right. Like, here's, like, but, but to, to own it and go, here's how we missed what we missed. Yeah. And here's the lesson we learned from that. Mm -hmm. So that next time around, we don't repeat that mistake. Right. That's okay. Yes. Americans are okay with that. We like yep. a redemption story. Yep. Yeah.
Yeah, but when you set it up where we're never wrong, we can't be questioned, and even if we aren't wrong, we can't be held yeah. accountable. That just that that breeds within the culture this rebellion yeah. that breeds, and then of course, and then that spirals into conspiracy theories where yeah. we start to doubt every institution. So, yeah. Well, and it gets into the problem where it's like, okay, now we see incidences of polio. Now yeah. we see resurgences of measles. These were things we had eradicated yep, you're right from daily life mm-hmm. and you're seeing you're seeing this because the crappy thing you did over here mm-hmm. so distrust in the like good proven thing you've done over here yeah yeah but your ego won't let you say yeah yeah we screwed it up mm-hmm. and that's that's part of why there are things again i i voted for president trump in the last mm-hmm. general election mm-hmm. um Obviously, there was no, uh, you know, Republican primary yep. for that one. Um, yeah, I he didn't was, vote he, for him he in the primary. The, he was the candidate. Yeah. Um, there are things that he could do yep. to earn my primary vote yeah. right now. Yep. And one would be owning Fauci yep. and Operation Lightspeed, and he yep. won't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's if he exhibited the smallest amount humility. of humility 100%. and ownership. Yeah. He could earn my vote. Yeah. I say that. I still I'm don't know that I'm convinced of any real moral compass there. Yeah. Other than himself. The only thing with that though is like what benefit did he get by running for president? You know what I'm saying? Like what perk did he get well, here's the, if he is just a uh not that you said this, but if he is just a in it for me kind of a thing. Yeah. I just want to make money. I just want to be rich. Like but see, Getting that's, into that's the problem. That's, so, so that's the thing. I do, I, I do like that argument. Yeah. I would take the politician who lost money in office mm-hmm. over the ones who have gotten rich exactly. in office. Yeah. Right. Like I saw, and I'm going to hit both sides of the aisle here. Mm-hmm. I saw the other day. So AOC, representative out of New York. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I think, knows AOC. We if do. you're listening to this kind of podcast, you know AOC. Yeah. Uh, famously, you know, ran for office as this broke bartender. Right. So I can't remember what senators make. I think it's in the ballpark of $175,000, $200,000 a year. Yep. I said senators, representatives. Yeah. Um, she's been in office a few years now. She's worth $17 million. Crazy. How? Yeah. How? How? But, so here's the thing. Here's your fair and balanced for you. You know who else? has greatly increased his net worth while in office, whose investments are beating the market by massive margins, mm-hmm. is uh, Dan Crenshaw out of Texas. Mm. He's getting hammered for it all the time right yeah, now. Of course he is. Um, but rightfully so. Like, well, I, that, I mean, that would come with, like, accountability. Like, well, yeah. well, how are you making this money? What's what's the way that it's going? The, dude, they should – the problem is who's going to pass this law, right? You you almost need a convention of the states to amend the Constitution mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. But uh, there's just such easy fixes to these things. Mm-hmm. You should not be able – you should be allowed to have investments. I'm not saying you should have to sell everything off yeah. to hold public office. But I don't care if you're the local dog catcher mm-hmm. or if you're the – you know, the majority whip in the house. Like, I don't care what level you're serving in. Mm-hmm. Your investments should have to be in a blind trust. Yeah. You should not, you shouldn't be able to invest in individual stocks and you shouldn't be managing your investments while you're in office. I think period. That's, fair. 
They're in a blind trust. And there should so be why isn't that? there should be absolute hell to pay for mm-hmm. violating that. Mm-hmm. If you get caught in any way communicating information right. to whoever whatever agency individual is operating mm-hmm. is overseeing your investments, dude, throw away the key. Yeah. Throw but away the, the way key. I feel You're like they scum. do that. Is, what do they do? Have their family do it, right? They have their spouse do it. They right. have their So so you've got a you've got a right you want somebody who has your best interest at heart. But if you're because it's insider trading. Yeah. In, in in any other format, it's insider trading. Yeah. Right? So it's like do everything you reasonably can to eliminate that and there should be severe penalties. You should be removed from office without mm-hmm. question. Yeah. But there should be stiff stiff financial penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, there should be jail time. Yeah. There should be jail time. Um, uh, you know, but all that to say, so would I rather somebody who went in wealthy and lost money? Mm-hmm. Does that indicate maybe a greater whatever to serve? Yes. But that also imputes that the only value a person can gain from a thing mm-hmm. is monetary. And you and I both know that's not true. Sure. And with Trump, I don't think, I don't think he's Scrooge McDuck. I mm-hmm. don't think he's looking to be swimming around in his yeah. vault full of gold coins. I think the greatest currency for Donald Trump is ego. Mm-hmm. I think he likes the wealth to the extent that it feeds ego. Yeah. So did he gain monetary wealth in holding office? No. But did he gain the most famous person the in the best world. title this planet has to offer? Yeah. Right? Was he the quote unquote leader of the free world? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there there but was even value that, though, gained there. In even ego. that though, when you when you compare the cost of that, like to his family, to the cost of his, like, I just I don't see anybody saying, "I'll be better if I if I run as a conservative." You know, in society and culture and family, like oh, it's well, I mean, you can remove conservative from that. Yeah. Who wants to subject themselves right to the process of running for president, right, yeah. left, center, or otherwise? Well, that, I that, think the I absolute think so. vitriol that's going to be thrown at you. Sure. And you know, I, I was gonna I try don't and know say if it's this the same up. though. Dude, Adams and Jefferson were in the papers calling each other right. pedophiles. Sure. It it's the same, dude. It's the same. But Today was ever thus. It's well just said. always been that well way, said, man. Dickens. But the but but like the the thing. <laughs> oh, that was funny. But the one the thing with that is like, but now you have Hollywood. You have every university. You have all the news. Every single news representation right now, backing you up if you're on the right political aisle. It's, okay. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. But who cares? In that, you also have Trump walking into football stadiums, mm-hmm. UCF arenas, yeah, standing ovations. Yep. And saying, so it's like the support is there. It's just in different places. Like yeah. there's the there's, support that gets recognized is in different ego places. fed there. Sure. Yeah. You know, no matter what. But yeah. like the the digging up of of dirt yep. and that you know just the nasty vitriolic politics mm-hmm. like and again it's not it feels new it feels worse yeah and i'm like look look into pick up a book yeah on the election of 1800 yeah friggin nasty yes and jefferson and adams used to be tight they were yeah. boys yeah you're my boy blue mm-hmm. no no man yeah. and it was and really they parted ways on it was 
like their major disagreement was how much authority should the central government have? Should mm. the federal government have? Mm. And Jefferson always leaned way more towards the side of anarchy. Yeah. Like just, mm. just a, like the goal, the challenge with getting government right is just enough authority to protect your rights mm-hmm. without trampling them. Yeah. You want just enough power to protect rights without mm-hmm. trampling them. And it's it's a tough one to get right. It is. Mm. So, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting. We will see. This is going to be a year, man. I, uh, you know, Not some people have made the it. point where it's like, who cares if Trump's on the primary ballot in Colorado, mm. Colorado? And really, I think it just removes him from the primary ballot. And so the... That's what I was wondering. Like, what is it actually removing him from? Well, the Republican Party out there is already talking about transitioning. And from we're not a, getting Colorado anyway. Right. So the the thing is, like, already there's like, been he's talk... He's not getting California or New York either. Like, okay. So there's already been talk from other blue states, though. Mm. Can we do this? This is why... The Supreme Court needs to step in and they need to expedite the appeals process. Yeah. They need to step in on this right away and squash yeah. this right away. Because already, you know, you look at, okay, there's going to be retaliatory stuff. Texas. I didn't see the Texas thing, yeah. but you're going to see that from there. It could devolve really quickly. It's like, Which just so, let, just put so them on dumb. the ballot and Such let the people decide. Time. Yes. Um, or like, if you think Trump did these things, then freaking charge him yep. and let's go to trial and you 100%. see if you can get a conviction. Yep. Like do it, like give him his day in court. Yeah. Um. And if he loses, he loses. Right. Them's the breaks, right? Yeah. But, like, that's what we do here, right? Yeah. That's We're a nation of laws and not mm-hmm. men. You get your day in court. Yep. Um, but it's it, – we, we because at some point it's – if you don't and this continues, like, okay, then it is a state that you do need mm-hmm. to be in play, right, trying to do it. So it's, it's a mess. So, yeah, I think right now as things sit already, the Republican Party – within Colorado is talking about just pivoting to a, a caucus oh. rather than a primary. So then there's not that say, and the caucuses are still going to nominate mm-hmm. who they're going to nominate. Sure. Um, and then, cause I don't, my understanding of this right now, I don't know that it impacts. I think this is a decision on the primary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they can remove his name from, and still you could write it in. Yeah. There's yeah. always that blank for a right. write in. I mean, you could write me in. Maybe you should. I will. Solid seven. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it is absolute banana republic stuff. It's scary. So, well, we're, we're short. We are. Right now for normal. But it is Christmas. It is Christmas. We got things to do. We got things to do. You got to hide. Presents to wrap. You got to pack presents for a cruise. That's true. I've got to go to some gingerbread decorating <laughs> thing <laughs> I'm super looking forward to. Yeah. So. No, actually, the family we're doing that with is really cool. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, mm. uh, but the dad is a legit rocket engineer for Blue Origin. No way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He's working on the turbo pumps. No way. For the rocket engines on their lunar lander. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty legit. So, But they're they're cool people. It's fun to hang out, too. So Amen. Uh, we, we like going over there. We, we dig them. And who doesn't like gingerbread? That's true. If you can catch them. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Fast little buggers. Gun drop buttons. So, well, happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. I love you. Listeners, we love you. Hope you're having a great Christmas. Mm-hmm. If you don't celebrate it, I don't know. Have a good Monday. Have a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a good it's, Monday. Yeah. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't, if you don't celebrate it, harden up. Don't be offended. Yeah. That's true. Like, cool. You too. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. 
But uh, we appreciate you. We love you. It's been a cool year. There's big stuff. I can't remember what episode is next after this, mm-hmm. but I've got two big interviews Come on, bro. lined up Yeah, in January. Come on. So one I'm actually preparing for. Wow. Yeah. That, like, that says a lot. Yeah. Like reading multiple books. Nice. Yeah. So that is not the norm. That around is true. here. This individual that's coming on, I don't think I've actually said it quote unquote on air. Um, but has been on major, incredibly prolific author, mm. has been on major news networks, has been interviewed by some of the best interviewers in the world. Wow. And that's the one where I'm like, I, I, I can't just wing it because yeah. everybody's heard so much content from this person. Mm. I've got to find the thing they haven't said. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like what? Uh, what? Why? Why else would you listen? Yeah, for me. Eh, well, I'm adorable. Well, yeah. But uh, so I'm like, I I, no, I'm like, well. no, I'm gonna find the hole. Yeah. I'm gonna find the content nobody else has landed on, and we're gonna do that. Nice. But it's not easy. No way. Yeah. So I'll we'll, I'll talk about it after we, if we step off here. But yeah, that's some cool, of the dude. best interviewers on the planet. Come on, so, that's awesome. Yeah. So stoked for that big January big. 20, 2024, it's our year. 24. It's 20, our year. Yeah, the year of more, 24. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listeners, we love you. Appreciate you sticking with us here on this this Christmas week. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. We'll have another episode out. I'll say that again to you. But uh, just uh, if you haven't already, whatever podcast app you're on, however you're listening Platform, to us, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you'd like to give us a Christmas gift. Wow. Then uh, hit the subscribe button, the yeah. follow, throw a little little review, a little five stars, a little get, thumbs up. Get the big over enlarged Grinch heart. Yeah, all that helps tell other people. The Christmas You should story. be listening to this. That's true. You should be. You're missing out. You're missing out. You should be listening to this. And, uh, you know, if you haven't already, stop by the website, solid7podcast.com. Solid. Some merch. The number seven podcast. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, maybe you're surrounded by wrapping paper right now and it was all garbage. Yep. Maybe all the gifts were lame. Don't you do? You go to the Solid Seven Podcast website. You treat yourself. Mm. You get yourself that Solid Seven Podcast hoodie you really wanted. Yep. You get a Solid Seven Podcast patch. Nice. Oh yeah, it's all there. A T-shirt, a racer back. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you click on the links for our affiliates. There you go. Maybe you pop over to Go Ruck. You buy yourself a, a rucker. You're looking. Hey, New Year, New You. You're looking to get in shape. Yeah. You click on our link for Go Ruck. Mm-hmm. You buy a rucker. You put a little weight in it. You start to go out for a walk. Take a you walk. You get a little stronger. Amen. Hey, you you want to you want to look a little snazzier? You want to you want to dress a little nice? You Pull you want your clothes? You want your clothes to be made in America with American Amen. hands? Yep. You pop over to Origin. Mm-hmm. You pop over to to Jacko Fuel. You you slim down. <laughs> you know. You get yourself some quality protein, some supplements, some Jocko Go to fuel the workouts with the rugger. You kind of got a, a Mark Wahlburn like cadence right now. I don't know what I'm going to say. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. All right, <laughs> that's fair. The point is, the website is a place of joy and merriment. It is, and you should drop by if you have. And of course, all of our socials are there, and all Amen. that good stuff. Become a Patreon supporter. Blah blah blah. Yakety schmackety. Amen. I love you, dude. Love. Merry Christmas. You too, listeners. We love you. We're out.
The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast.